0: Hello and welcome to the Her HQ podcast. We are so excited to have you here and grateful that you've decided to spend your precious time here with us. I am excited to branch out into this podcasting world. Her HQ is a online personal growth and professional hub for women and we bring all sorts of women together in community just to learn and grow together and in whatever capacity that is. Some people are not in business and that's cool. And I believe if you want a successful business, you need to have a life. So they kind of go hand in hand. So I am Amy, I will be your host. I am so excited to be bringing you quality content from a ton of different sources. And you can look forward to our, we do co-working, so you're gonna have little snippets from our learning lessons, uh, for you business people and tons of lifestyle stuff too. So I look forward to hopefully getting to communicate with you. We really value your thoughts, feelings, and opinions. So feel free to comment below so that we can interact with you and yeah, just get to know you better. So thank you for being here and I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome. I'm so thrilled to be sitting out on my deck and it feels like summer. The skies are blue, the birds are chirping, and I have my coffee. Oh, it's a glorious morning. And I just, I didn't really know what to talk about this one, this this episode. So I decided to speak on something that... um is like a core value of her HQ, I would say, is that there's something within us all that makes us want to strive for something. And maybe you're in the thick of kiddos and maybe that fills you up completely. But there, even in that will come a point where they start growing up. They start growing up, they start pulling away, um and this is natural, but if we have put in all of our energy and effort um and and didn't really like carve out us in that, we can feel lost, lost, um empty, and I say this because um I'd first had experience, my mom was an awesome mom like she she doted on myself and my dad and and didn't really carve out that time for herself and ultimately I I would say there was definitely something missing there was definitely something missing um and she's now passed so I can't I can't I wish I could bring her on to share in this podcast with me because it would give me even more insight but I know that to have a healthy life to be able to give fully there's something in us all and it doesn't necessarily need to be something super grand and it could be strictly um, volunteer or pro bono or whatever you want to call it that um, that fills us up so the vision the vision casting in the her h q um values is that um to try to excavate to try to um to figure what that could possibly be because I know some people feel confident in that they've um had that zing that burst of inspiration and and they do it. And then there's others that are, like, kind of looking and going, oh, yeah, that might be kind of cool, but that's not for me. And I'd beg to differ. (laughs) I'd I'd enjoy having a friendly debate on how I do truly feel that that is. Um, There's something in there. So talking about how it came for me, my, like stirring of independence and my stirring of I want to say success but it sounds I don't know if it's how we've been programmed but it almost sounds dirty <laughs> and um, but the striving for more the like having something that's just mine um, has kind of always been there but unless you head right out of school go get your business degree um have an investor and just get going with something that is very rarely most people's experience with stepping into the entrepreneurial um lane um and now we're gonna. I'm gonna dive into the business side of things a little bit because I do believe that our skills, talents, and um, passions can totally be monetized in some form. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna make millions. That whoopsie, my alarm went off, <laughs> and then it cut me off. So, um, getting back to what I was saying, um, the millions if that is something that you're striving for i 100% believe that you could put your head down uh it's going to take a um a hell of a lot of work <laughs> a lot a lot of work but um it is totally possible so um i guess don't sell yourself short but you can definitely earn enough to take your family on vacation every year or um supplement drive the vehicle you want um support and get a bigger down payment, um, on your home or just, just something. And then it's, it's funny that when you're making money, doing something that you love, it's even sweeter. Um, if I, yeah, I just is sweeter. So this idea of, so talking about business, cause you can apply this stuff to anything. Like if money isn't the goal and you just want to help out as many people as you can um, that's amazing. That's also, um, terrific. And who knows where that goes? Cause, um, tons of not-for-profits and things like that can, can give you a wage that, um, can help support you in your passion, um, while helping everyone else. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. You don't just have to go completely philanthropist. Um, you can, you can help yourself out while helping others. So with this idea of, um, self-education, um, you, there's one, one way of going about it where you got right out of school, you went to business school, you found an investor, you invested in X business and you're a success um doesn't even necessarily mean that that's your passion but you can 100% do things through a more conventional way but this idea of self-learning and and just starting so that was my um that was my choice is to teach myself. Um, I didn't have the time. I've had kids now for almost 14 years. And when I decided that I didn't want to do hair anymore, which I love. And um, and I was really excited to do it on a bigger scale. But then when that didn't happen, I was like, eee. I like it, but I don't love it. Um, I loved the connecting with women. I loved being able to um, help them with their their looks or their life or whatever. It just made me um, fill up. So it's ironic that this is where I've landed um, because I really, truly do think that all of my, <laughs> my experiences up to now has been for her um, without even knowing it. So after the the hair um, died down and I started thinking like what else what else yoga came into my life um also for myself and then to also inspire and help others um my passion being towards women I don't love love and I'm not super passionate about um teaching very stiff men yoga um (laughs) and that is a thing in its own and if if you love that the men need it the men need (laughs) someone who will take them under their wing and help them because if if your gentleman is like mine oh man he's a stiff cookie and (laughs) he's not as open as as maybe he should be maybe he'll get better over the years here because he has asked me a couple times if i can help (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he doesn't do the exercise. Anyways, I'm digressing. Um, and then the yoga came in. So working on myself, working on presence. Um, I'd already really dialed it in by then. Um, my mom had passed. Um, and I was crazy present with her. And and near the end there. But I wanted to go deeper. I wanted... Um, to be able to move my body in a way that felt um, felt good to my soul, to my body. Um, and so, which led me into more fitness. Um, I ended up going into belly fit or taking my belly fit training. I've taken pound training. Um, I've taken my bar training. So, like, when I <laughs> when I get into something, I really get into it. Um, and I loved fitness. I loved the idea of fitness because um, it makes people feel so good. It made me feel good. And so then then I would work for someone and I was like, man, I, the amount I spend every month to keep up certifications and driving and things like that, I was like, this is crazy. I'm not getting paid nearly enough. Um, for the amount of work because you prep your classes you pay for um to keep insurances and all these kind of things up to date and I was like that I need more and so that took me into working for myself um because I could make my goal was 60 bucks a class um I think for fitness, um, the amount of energy and effort that goes in, that should be a minimum, a standard minimum. Um, I know it is hard for people running businesses and having overhead and things like that to also pay them that, but literally if you're an instructor, you're worth that. Like the amount of time that goes on outside of class and things like that. Anyways, again, digressing, (laughs) um, and so I was like, "If I found my own classes with, say, 10 people at ten dollars, that's a hundred bucks. And that is like so much more valuable, and so many more real connections come out of that. Um, and it just made good sense. So I set out, I got some locations that were low cost because out of that hundred dollars you have to pay for rent um so yeah, you wind up with about 60 bucks in your jeans if you have 10 people um people going. So then <laughs> that was good in theory. And I think at one point I had 16 classes a week that I was wanting to teach. Um and also I was motivated the kids activities were starting to get more expensive and I was like, I really want to make a, a significant contribution um, to the family. And then, oh, where am I in? in (laughs) It's early still. Maybe I need to take a sip of coffee. Oh, oh yes. So then I, I started that September come January. I got so sick, so, so sick. And I, I fought through it. I had these people that were relying on me and counting on me. And I was like, I can't let them down. Oh, oh my. So for two months straight, I was just not well. And I kept pushing through, pushing through. Come March, um, my knee. So I wasn't taking care of my body and I was still pushing it. And I wasn't listening. And then all of a sudden my knee went and I was like, okay, I hear you. I hear you, body. Um, and I kind of had to stop. I kind of just was like, okay, this isn't going to be... Because you do have to hustle at the beginning. You do have to get out there and do the 16 classes so that people... And until you get um, an idea of where the resting is. But my body was having another... Um, argument with it. And so I learned so much in the process. Um, I, I learned, a, I guess one of the most valuable things I end up learning is what I don't want. And then from that, I'm able to curate this idea of what I do want. So I sat down and I was like, okay, clearly my body is not going to allow me to, to do this. And, and this idea of trading time for money, um, that the only way you get paid is if you show up is uh, not necessarily sustainable. Um, I wasn't doing fitness online. I wasn't, um, I would show up to the class. And if I wasn't feeling well, the class didn't run. And then hence I didn't get paid. Um, and so I started like really diving into this idea of what the online world looked like. Cause by this time we are, we've all got Instagram, we've all got Facebook. Um, I was like, oh, it would sure be cool to have a website and to be able to do fitness, like um, Belly Fit. At this point, was starting to do online stuff, and I was like, what about YouTube? And and just um, wrapping my head around the idea of seeing things maybe differently, like how could I get the biggest bang for my my energy, my output, and and so I didn't just like dive into fitness online because i was way too freaked out way too nervous getting like all the little gremlins um in my mind i was like oh gosh i can't i'm not good enough i i don't look a certain way oh my word i'm my own worst enemy when it comes to um that kind of stuff um and then i just built a community. I decided, what am I doing right now that I could incorporate trying to build a community um, around? And at that time, we'd pulled the kids from school and we were homeschooling them. So I was like, um, and that was the September. So March, March hurt my knee. Come September, we're homeschooling. And I was like, I'd already been stewing over the summer like how how do I how do I crack the code of online that's what I wanted um and so learning um about what it took about how to connect with people that are not right in front of you how do you how do you reach how do you create content um just writing, um, I, this, the podcast is new, Her is not, (laughs) so anyone in the Her community, um, dyslexia, I struggle with it, um, it's not crazy severe, but it definitely impacts my ability to write, and it is something that is, um held me back from doing it and I just refuse anymore. I just I said one day I was like, I wanna write and I have things to say. And if it comes out where there's bad grammar or spelling mistakes, like, then those people aren't my people. If they can't see past it, um and hear the content, um and the message. <laughs> yeah, if they can't hear the message through the the whatever, then f- then sadly <laughs> I'm not your person. Um, but that was a huge stumbling block that I had to get over because yeah, I was just not going to let that hinder me anymore. Cause there was, we can make excuses to the cows come home anyways. <laughs> um, so started building a community. I ended up building a homeschool community group page. Um, to almost, it was almost up to 900, um, within six months. And then Cash, our oldest decided he was going back to school. He was bored and not loving the online learning. So I was like, okay, you go, go little birdie. And, um, and it was awesome. And then I decided I probably won't homeschool forever. Um it was always whenever we have homeschooled um it's been for a reason to either catch the kids up um Cash he usually has a teacher that really awesome and is awesome and gets him and they connect and then the next teacher is like he needs medicine. <laughs> And so as soon as that starts happening, I was like, you're not going to give my kid the kind of education um, that he needs because of that. Anyways, so we've done it a couple times and now he's thriving. So I'm happy to say, but I knew that homeschooling wasn't going to be the forever Um again, loving supporting women, loving helping them. Um, I, I loved talking to people when they'd reach out and they were exploring the idea about homeschooling. I loved being able to, um, share that wisdom and share, share the path. And, oh, it was, it was great. So again, helping women, um, in some capacity and then, and then I was like, okay. At the end of it, I was like, I need to learn how to build a website. Um, so the handle um you can go back on it. It's our rebel life. And on Instagram, and I created a website at the very end of it and um it's so funny. I clearly didn't know that it was the end when I made the website, but I really wanted to learn that skill. So I just started. Um, And I knew it wasn't the end game, but it was a skill. And it was around a purpose that I was already kind of dabbling in. um, And it was fun. And I really realized that I had a knack for it. And so then... I realized that this online community or this online opportunity um, is a real thing. And then I got really passionate about it. And then I was like, okay, started dialing in, um, trying to find out where my passions lay, lie and what I wanted to do for an extended amount of time. Um, so lots of personal growth stuff, a lot of, um, journaling. And then it brought me to easy peasy fundraising, which is still my baby. And, and it's, it's laying a little bit dormant because I do truly believe that you do only have enough bandwidth, especially if you're a mom with kids, like doing multiple things. Um, yeah. I'm going to share a story Rachel Hollis. She explains it like this. So you imagine you have soccer balls all lined up on the end field at the goal line. And you however many soccer balls you have going, um you're going to kick them one at a time down the row. And you're going to yeah, move up the field for sure, but as opposed to just taking one of those soccer balls and kicking them every single time forward, you're going to get a lot more, um, distance and you're going to get a lot more further ahead just with one thing. Um, and I, I really, I really, I, when I first heard it, I was like, oh no, I can do both. Um, when easy peasy was, still going. And then her opened up, I was like, I can do both. The reason I opened up her was for Easy Peasy, which was true. Um, but then, yeah, digressing, going back to Easy Peasy. So Easy Peasy, I created, um, a Shopify store to allow fundraising to evolve into the 21st century because I, whenever I was really involved with the school, I would be volunteer, um, fundraiser, coordinator, like, oh my word, I did so many fundraisers. And I was like, there, every time I was like, there's gotta be a better way because there was like so many things about it that was just backwards. And I was like, we are wasting a crap ton of paper. We are wasting a ton of time and so i really wanted to revolutionize fundraising and i still think that i have but it just people take a while to to change and and so the education of how we could possibly do it different and why you would maybe want to is still um it's a tricky thing like people often will do it the same way that it's always been done, whether it be good or bad, but just because it's familiar. Um, so anyways, I wasn't, I wasn't able to carve out enough time. That was what, um, what started happening is that the working from home, um, was super distracting for me. The kids were home, um, the, just the house responsibilities and, And then the distraction of the non-doing like Netflix or crafting or anything, any excuse to not do the hard thing, um, would be right underneath my fingertips. So I was like, okay, her was starting to bubble. Like the, the women's community was, um, raising in our area and I was like, "Oh my word, I want a co-work space. I want I want a place to be able to go and work and and help support women because that is something I've I've been doing for a while. Like as long as I can remember. And so I really was like, "Okay, this might be the thing." And I just couldn't sleep. I came in easy peasy was a little bit like that, but it wasn't as intense. And I think, um, this idea of flow and once it starts and once you start, um, so the idea comes in and we don't just disregard it and we actually start pursuing it, more of those ideas, um, come and, and then, yeah, you just get this flow and this rhythm and you start, um, you start noticing when that sensation comes over you. Um, and that's been the coolest part. So that sensation came over me and it was, it was kind of familiar because easy peasy. I kind of, I probably denied it is what ended up happening that I was like, ah, eh, it didn't really happen. Um, but her, I couldn't sleep. I barely ate. I just was intensely focused on this idea. And one thing that was different is I was like, I'm not telling anyone. I didn't want anyone, Kent knew, uh, my husband, but uh, the extended family, very few friends, um, because I didn't want anyone's opinion um, as as well-meaning as they were, they are like, seeds of doubt seeds of poisonous goop and people don't even know that they do it that's the funny thing and I was like okay nope this is for me and so I was just like pursue 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 and their her cue came to life um and it was everything that I'd hoped it to be it really um it really has filled me up. I loved our physical location. Um, I was able to get a ton of work done on easy peasy fundraising to the point where I created a, um, discount book. Um, it didn't go over as well as I would hoped, but it's not a failure because it was created. Businesses came on board. It did sell enough to cover printing costs maybe shouldn't have printed as many as I did, but I definitely, the optimist in me was like, for sure, why wouldn't anyone want to help out local and help out um, the organizations that were running these fundraisers? So um, yeah, idea, solid concept. It needed time to catch up (laughs) and that's okay. Um, But then once that um, campaign was over. I've now kind of let it like easy peasy is just, um, sitting there steeping in it's yummy goodness. And it's, uh, it's not going anywhere. It just is not, um, my prime focus. Um, her HQ for Shirley is, and I'm, I'm just so thrilled that, so at the beginning of COVID, we had to close down. We're in a small town. You don't, you don't stay open. Um, people were very adamant that everyone follow exact protocols and, um, and I, the kids, I wanted to be with the kids. Like the idea of being out in this like crazy time didn't over, didn't feel comfortable for me anyway. So it was, it was just fine. But then um, it was coming up to our one year. And um so things were starting to come due. Um, insurance was going to have to get repurchased. Um, and there was other things. And it just seemed like if this was going to, like COVID happens again in September, I was like, we had just gotten to a place where bills were being covered um like just i would say like that was probably the first month um like june no it would have been we closed way back march might have been our no it was even anyways i can't even remember i don't even i don't know if you have this problem but covid has got my time totally messed up i don't even know half the time what day of the week it is and anyways we had just started to gain some traction and then the second that the covid hit people started um dropping their memberships and not leaving and trying to conserve their their cash flow which i totally get i it was just disappointing in that moment of how it all went down so I decided I don't think that I have that energy to hustle in the summer because the summer slow. Everyone, you, we live in the Kootenays, like you want to be on the lake, you want to be at the beach, you want to be um, hiking and enjoying the summer while well, it's here because winter is long and a lot of snow. And unless you ski, <laughs> it's, it's long. So summer was not a good time to build again. And then if September this talk that it it might come back and all that stuff. I was like, I don't have it in me. And it was always the plan from the second the doors open. Our first, um, the first gathering or soft open. I said, I want an online community that helps support women to expand our reach. Our town is small. The area probably um, probably I want to say I'm being generous at 50,000. And that's spanning a distance of probably an hour and a half from one point to the other. And it just, I want to be able to reach all the women that need to find us. So I decided in that moment her HQ as a physical space was going to close down for now. All the systems were in place and it's something that definitely um, we will be reopening at some point um, once this all settles down. But for now, building the online community has been a joy. It has been a joy. I've learned so, so much to the point now where I'm confident like there's a tipping point that happens and it kind of... It happened when I closed the doors, if I, if I really think about it, that all the preparation, all the learning, all the hardships, all the, like, um, the pressure, the pressure makes diamonds. You need pressure. Um, it all of a sudden it was like, I was pushing the rock up the hill, up the hill, up the hill. And then it's like, oh, and now the rock is pushing and it's our, the rock is rolling down the hill. And I don't have to push it. And things like the website, um, to the point where Squarespace has invited me to um, be a a work like not a worker because it's not um, it's not a job, but I can offer really cool um, benefits and perks to people um, and help them design. Um, cause I had said that that's something, um, that I was super interested in. Um, and then, so that happened, which was super cool. I built an app. So her HQ has an app. We did a virtual summit, um, which was a crazy learning lesson and really went down with very little hiccups. And I'm so proud of it. Um, which there was 20 one plus women giving of their time and their souls to share what they know um in this pretty little package i just i'm so grateful um to all the women that came out for that i'm so happy that i got that inspiration so now talking again about that like wave and the rush of an idea that comes in and now i recognize it and I'm like, it came in with the summit. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. Um, and it's it's individual. It's for the person. And the more you hone that skill and the more you, you experience it, the more recognizable it becomes. So that was back in march i believe near the end of march and then some it was may end of may and then there's this been this void of like i don't know i don't know where it needs to go and and lots of like that self-doubt um coming in again and i was like where is this coming from and so i just like tried to just say, well, what next? Well, what next? What like usually something will will spark. Um so definitely learning more about how to get others to be able to share their information in a way that doesn't cost a lot, but is beneficial for both parties, where I get to mentor and coach. Um but but in a way that there's not this huge investment so that you can start. This is the advice. This is, this is the whole point of all of my rambling is that start, start something, start a blog, start a podcast, um, start a community page of something that you're passionate about. Um, start an Instagram page, um, Start learning um, about something in an area that you might be really passionate about or just drawn to. You don't even need to like have crazy amounts of passion because one thing that happens, and I've learned this through The Artist's Way, is that often um, we parallel what it is that we truly want to do. So if if we look at train tracks. So if train track on your right is if you could do anything, it would be that, but there's this part of us that is like, I don't want to fail at that. So I'll do B, like left side train track, which is similar, um, but not as scary as track A and we just go alongside it and it kind of fills us up there. It's, it's good enough. Um, those kind of feelings um and i encourage you to get on track b get on that left track and start playing around if you don't know exactly what a is and that if you maybe know what a is but you don't have the confidence yet to get on a and feel like you can execute it in a way um Because we're humans, we're humans, we don't want to fail. We want to do things well. And for some of us, um, perfection is, is something that gets in our way more than we'd like to admit. So getting on track B, on your left track and not the right, the A track, and just riding it for a while. Do a bunch of different things. Try a bunch of different things out. See what feels good realize what you don't want realize that maybe you do not want to teach 16 fitness classes a week because your body is going into shock and it is screaming for you to stop Um, maybe you realize i don't want to be in front of a computer that much and maybe you need to learn about automation how to make it so that you can do the work once and have it go on for a long time there's so many opportunities and there's so many things to learn the whole idea about her is that um i myself i want to give you access to me who have i've walked through a lot of these things i i can give you good places to start um we can excavate and try to pull out what might be a good first step and and so that you don't have to go it alone, you don't have to um recreate the wheel like this process has taken me five years. I've been doing it for a lot longer, but I was a hairdresser, um or hairstylist or whatever you want to call it. Um a hair designer (laughs) and and then I decided to go another way um so just know that her is a place where you can come to get resources to get help right now we have the business summer school which helps you excavate which helps you um write out this idea and the steps in which would go like even making and drawing up mock businesses like like you would take um and study for an exam so the idea of creating this idea seeing it through what would it take um every time you do it you're going to get all those skills and then when you want to hop on track a you want to hop on that right track you're going to be prepared. You're going to already know and have the skills to get you off and running as opposed to sometimes learning as we are creating. Um, you're going to make mistakes because that's the inevitability of it. You, The first podcast, horrible. Um, even I went live on Monday on Instagram and I haven't in a while and I was rusty and I thought <laughs> it was horrible, but I still did it. And then I'm going to do it again today at nine and I'm going to do it again on Monday at nine and get back into that routine and, and strengthening that muscle of being on video. Um, because yeah, every beginning isn't great. Um, I, the last big wave in, of inspiration was after that live after that live, something called me to open up my computer and just start writing <laughs> and yep, twenty thousand words later that was in two days, I now am well on my way to finishing this book that has been calling on me for over a decade um and it's probably not going to be the best book ever, but it's going to be a start. Um, It's going to get my story out there. It's going to, um, I want to be an author. I want to be an author. I want people to, I don't love, I don't love talking about myself, but I do feel like I've had a unique life up to this point that um, people might see value in it or can relate or yeah. Yeah. Just be inspired and to possibly see life through someone else's eyes. And it might be an eye that you are like, oh, yeah, I like that way. Um, Because so many books have done that for me. And I'm excited that I'm at least doing the work. So I guess the call to action is if you have something on your heart that is stirring and you don't even know what it is, you can just sense this, um, I want more feeling, reach out, reach out, come to our website at the very beginning or not the very beginning, but very close, excuse me, the very, very close to the top of the page is a let's chat um, customer service button. You're going to get me. And let's have a, let's start a conversation. And maybe this isn't the right time, but maybe I can plant a seed that will start to grow. And I just, I'm loving what is happening with her right now. Our co-working is effective and is moving the needle for people. And I, I, Um, I'd love to see that. i love to see that. I'd love to see people not feeling alone and stuck in their, um, their at home bubbles because we are stronger together. So I hope you have a great day. This again, I believe is a little bit longer of a podcast, um, but maybe I have more to say than I thought. So have a fabulous day and we'll see you back here next time so I hope you enjoyed today's episode and you felt it useful and I just want to thank you if you're still here from the bottom of my heart for taking your precious time to be with us today I hope we added some value to your life whether it be entertainment or some knowledge and If you want to learn more about Her HQ, you can head over to www.herhq.ca and check out our website there. You can always book an appointment on our homepage if you want to connect. We'd love to meet you. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at herhq.ca, as well as on Facebook. And you can always go over and download our free app at the App Store or Google Play. And yeah, it's free and you'll have quick and easy access to all things Her HQ. I hope that you have a wonderful day and that we get to see you really soon.